Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Nerds with the Creative Podcast. Uh, my name is Dalton Lewis, here with my co-host... Charlie Morris. And today we are joined by our special guest... A, th- a finger. Hey, yo. Nah, what's up, guys? It's DJ Mike LV. Yo. In the spot. So, we're here in the studio, live and in person. Live! Bra, bra, bra! <laughs> Let me turn that down a little bit. My there bad. It go. won't happen again. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's um, definitely going to happen again. It's Apologies. Definitely. Apologies. Yeah. Yeah. So, Michael, so we, uh, we brought you out here on the podcast today. Um, so, tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us what you do. Tell us what your, uh, your day-to-day looks like, where the people might know you from. Um, so, I am a full-time DJ and musical artist. Um, I make music. I produce music. And... I DJ for people like Lecrae, No Big Deal, John Keefe, Indie Tribe, Dude Perfect, John Chris, and a bunch of other stuff, man. Um, and I don't know, my day to day, I be playing video games a lot, man, unfortunately. When I'm not, so the crazy what thing you, is- What are you playing right now? So right now I'm playing Hogwarts Legacy. Okay. Love it. Great game. And I just play Call of Duty. Those two are like nice. my That's only it. thing that I'm doing. Because mm. the thing is, is like, I'm so, I, I don't have like a regular job. I, I'm just full-time music. Mm-hmm. So it's like, when I'm busy, I'm busy. Yeah. Very busy. But when I'm not, I'm not. And not that's even. how we got him here today. <laughs> that is... Because he wasn't busy. <laughs> Legit. No, like, this whole week, I've been cleaning the house, like, doing, yeah. like, tax stuff, and, like, like little like little stuff. Like, not like... I don't have an event till like, this weekend. And that's probably, like, one of my events out of, like, the next two mm-hmm. weeks. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So... Yeah, so... uh we got a one fourth of indie tribe here. Yep, a a whole fourth, twenty five percent. I'm a whole quarter, baby. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm going through. I'm I'm gonna try and hit hit each uh, individual episode with each each member of of the tribe at some point. And then at some and point we'll assemble them together. Assemble, that'd be like, fire. If like you get us all together, that'd be, yeah, that'd be dope. That'd run be out of studio, get like six mics going. Yeah, like yeah. Or we have to share one. We have to keep passing it. You know. <laughs> that'd be crazy. So hey guys, this was out of the budget, but you know we got them and we had to make it happen. So everybody sharing a mic. No accidental smooches on the same mic though. That's the rule. <laughs> but what if it's on purpose? That's fine. Okay, cool. Hey, yeah. inclusive. <laughs> Love it. Love yeah. the inclusiveness. You see that, guys? <laughs> um, so yeah, you um, you've done some uh, some interesting DJing in your in your day. I mean, when I first met you, you were DJing the first show that I ever took pictures at. Fun oh, fact: the uh, Tribe Summer Run back in 2017. Oh, I remember that. That was me, Jerry, Dill, and Mowgli. Yeah. Dang, bro. That was that was the first show I ever was at with a camera. Aside from that youth group show where i snuck in my camera yeah. into a lecrae set um that's that's like the whole reason i got into doing photos is i i snuck my camera into a lecrae set at a youth uh youth conference and I, I sent reach the pictures and said hey i shot these for you guys can i get a pass to the other shows and they gave me a pass to like two other shows they were like hey no uh. <laughs> <laughs> um and so but yeah that was the first show i met you at i think we briefly talked there and then later uh marcellus kind of connected us yeah for um, sure. marcellus the goat oh dude legend Love um but yeah so you um how, how long have you been djing for um in general like i think like a 10 to 12 years i think mm. and then full time i've been like it's been like eight for sure seven or eight years mm. now now what kind of what sparked that what made you like wake up one day and be like hey i want to be a dj um so my friend, when when I was growing up, my friend he was a Christian rapper, hmm. and I knew I couldn't rap, so I was like, I don't want to rap. But 
I want a DJ. You know what I'm saying? Because mm. my personality was very like boisterous and vibrant and like mm. energetic. And I'm like, man, I I think I'd be a good like I think I'd be a great sidekick. You know, <laughs> but like in a good way. I was like, oh, I don't yeah. I don't think I don't need to, I don't need yeah. to be the center of attention. I'm I'm pretty much I'm good. Um, but then he needed a DJ, and he was like, I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll do it for you because I had like because growing up because I like growing up in New York is like I'm surrounded by hip hop. Yeah, like it's it, it's in my DNA, you know, mm. and it's like if you want to be involved in the culture, there's only so much you can do. And I was like, man, I really want a DJ because I feel like there's a lot of power in it. Because I feel like, mm. bro, you can change somebody's mood with the play of a song. That's, like you that's can facts. bring, like you can bring back memories with a play of a song. Like you can, yeah. you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like music is very powerful, and that's why I love it. Because I'm like, mm. man, it would be dope to like show people this art form in a way that can. Just, you know what I'm saying, invoke emotion. And he knew I liked it, but I, just, I didn't have equipment or nothing. So for Christmas one time, I asked my parents for like a DJ deck. They bought it for like 80 bucks mm. from Guitar Center. And I was like, yo, I could DJ now. And I DJ on, on the laptop and stuff. So we would do shows here and there until I, I, I eventually like upgraded my stuff. But I, I started DJing with him, you know mm. what I'm saying, in, in New York and New Jersey and Philly and all that stuff. And um, once we kept doing shows... Like my love for it just grew and grew and grew, and then um, from there I ended up uh, doing ministry at a church, and then that church had a studio in the basement, mm. and that studio was known as Jar Rockin', and that's where like Andy recorded uh, Neverland Two, mm. and a lot of CHH heavy hitters came through there. Like it, it was crazy, and that's how kind of everything came about in the sense of like just falling in love with DJing and stuff like that. Yeah, got you. <laughs> yeah, uh, to, to what you're saying about how it's it can like completely change the mood. That's like, I mean, even even we see that on the video side. Like you can oh, yeah, sure. whatever song you're using on the edit, that'll throw the whole thing off. Yeah, it'll throw or, it off, or it'll make it crazy. Make it because crazy. even even TikTok, like so, it's like so TikTok does this thing where it plays sad songs over stuff. Yeah, right. And I've seen that like people will do like movie clips or like yeah. clips from like a TV show. Mm. I'm like, I've seen this before. And they'll just put a different song over it, and it completely changes the mood of it. I'm like, yeah. wow, I actually like well, this that's a lot like more. One of my favorite like videos I've ever seen, and it makes the rounds through social media every couple of years, is someone taking a scene of Darth Vader coming off a ship, and this like Imperial guys are like really nervous to meet him. And you see it in the movie, and it's this intense thing. And they edit the uh, ha 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 ha, <laughs> and the whole thing looks like this guy's about to go on a first date with Darth Vader. Yo. And it completely shifts everything. Bro, I'm telling you, music music is like the lifeline of so much. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, that's wild. Um and yeah, I mean, cause we we both been I mean, we've been around around DJing for a minute because uh I mean your your brother's a DJ. Um I uh I've started it on the side, not doing it a ton, just trying to pick up weddings and stuff like that. Yeah, it's good money. Yeah, I hate uh, weddings, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, them. man, they're the worst. Like no, for real, them. I'd hate. I'd legit. Oh, bro, I only literally... do it for the money. Like yeah. legit. Yes, a hundred percent. Those get... are things that I only do for the money. Is weddings. and if you hire us for your wedding, we're gonna lie and say we're having a great time and we're so excited. <laughs> yeah, no, legit. We are only doing it for the money. Hundred percent. Uh, but no, it's like you know, weddings. You just come and you play like the Cupid Shuffle and like Sweet Caroline, and then just leave. Well, it depends on what wedding you're at. Well, yeah, that's that's you know, but like that's for yeah, real. for the most part, a little bit of Michael Jackson and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, you're you're good. You can leave and you're around fine. here, especially. Yeah, like yeah. for sure. <laughs> yeah, play play some Sweet Home Alabama. Now, would you say there's something different in 
Or, I mean, I'm sure there are differences. What are the differences between DJing something like a wedding or an event as opposed to a show? Um, it's different because I can do what I want. So with a show, I can play whatever I want. That's fair. In, in weddings, I can't. Like, I can, but I can't. I have to go within these parameters of yeah. what I can play, you know? But with shows, it's like, oh, I can create a moment with what I like and stuff like that. And kind of, mm -hmm. and also the audiences are different. Yeah. With a, with a show, there's not going to be somebody's grandmother there, like, eyeing you if you, they hear a curse word or something like that. Yeah. You know, it's just a whole different, completely different vibe. And I really, like, I I, I prefer to do shows, like I said yeah. earlier, than, than uh, weddings. Because the, money, the, the money's good for weddings, but a show, I can just be free, man. Like, mm -hmm. completely free. Do what I want, play what I want, and have the audience um, kind of like just living in a moment, you know? That's interesting because I've always thought like with weddings, the thing, one of the things I don't like about from the filming side of it is like I got like one shot to like nail everything. And if yeah. I mess it up, like that's it. Like you messed it no up. Second. So I would think shows would feel similar to that. So what do you think about shows? Like kind of gives you more freedom. Is it just because you have more control over it? Yeah, I have more control and. There's no for me with shows. There's no pressure. I, I I praise God for the the fact that I don't get like stage fright. I don't mm -hmm. get like nervous. I don't overthink certain things. It's just like I'm. I I feel my most self when I'm when I'm on stage and I'm doing mm. like DJing and stuff like that. Because mm -hmm. I feel like okay, like depending on what I want to bring the audience through, I'm like man, I could play this song and do it into this song and like because mm -hmm. you also have to appease to the crowd, yeah. but also you can like you can low key make them like what you're doing mm -hmm. you know yeah. what i'm saying so it's just a, it's just a really dope like medley of what you want what they want what they're expecting and not expecting and the unexpected and that we're just gonna make a really good moment out of this night so yes yeah, it's, it's i i prefer shows i don't yeah 100 yeah, yeah. yeah i uh i think a key thing um to like making a good dj is how situations are handled on stage because mm -hmm. i've seen seen a lot of djs anybody can get up there press play anybody can be like come on guys let's yeah, go yeah <clears throat> but like there it could be very awkward yeah for sure and so i've only seen a handful of djs that you know something technical goes out on stage and the show keeps going like yeah and the two that i've seen that really can nail that kind of energy is you and uh johnny jeff yeah. 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 And and so like you like well we were at Holy Smoke and what was it blew like a breaker or something? Yeah, the breaker blew and the whole thing just shut down. And so yeah. there was like no audio for like 8 minutes. Solid. And, and strong 8 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> and so like first you like instead of just like hey guys, can we can we get the audio back? It was like, "Hey, oh, like sound guy, fix this right now." And then you came out and like kind of carried the mood of the entire crowd. Like yeah. nobody, nobody left. Nobody. How how do you carry the mood of an entire crowd without the sound? What did you do? Um. Well, I was so so. The thing is, is like I was already like kind of pissed because <laughs> the thing because the thing is, is like the sound had been like kind of trashed throughout the whole day. So I was yeah. already like ticked off. So holy smoke is like I'm working and I'm performing. So it's like mm -hmm. I'm like. We're we're all like kind of making sure everything's going good, and when it doesn't, I kind of get just a little teed off a little bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So when that happened, I was just like, I was like, "Yo, sound guy, like, yo, can we can we fix this? Like, what, like, like, do your job. Like, we're we're doing our job. You do your job. Obviously, the breaker that's not nobody's fault. It yeah. happens. But I'm like, yo, we need to get this going. Like, this mm -hmm. can't be like a 15, 20 minute thing. We got to get it fixed. So. so 
And then uh, I think we started singing uh, Don't Stop Believing <laughs> and like stuff like that. I was trying to keep the mood up so that no, so because yeah. the thing is, is like I didn't want the crowd to see that we were mad because yeah. then they would have got mad. Yeah. yeah. Sure. And then it would have been all like it would have been just the vibes would have been bad because before the breaker went out, we were going nuts. Like it was oh, like yeah. the vibes was crazy. Mm-hmm. But then when it went out, it was like, ah. Oh. And yeah. I was like, all right, we can't let them like, one, we can't let them see that we're mad. And we can't let them see that we're like, kind of like frizzled or fumbling a little bit. We just gotta kind of like keep the mood yeah. going and keep it like light and keep it fun and funny. Because then when it comes back, we can just jump right back into the performance. Yeah, uh, Eli, throw some of those clips in here. I'll I'll put them on the Google Drive. <laughs> uh, but no. Nah. <laughs> but yeah, so that's um, that was a really cool cool thing. And I mean, I've seen you DJ just about. Every show I've I've been to in the last Dang few bro. years. Um, Are we brothers? <laughs> He's stalking you. What do you mean? Are you um, brothers? What, what do you mean? The restraining order said fifty feet, Dalton. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but no, that's just how how I kind of got to know people in this industry. Is I would go to shows, and if I saw somebody that I'd seen there more than once, be like, okay, I'm gonna go talk to this person because like, surely if they're there more than once, yeah, and you, some, you're, sums up you're, here. Yeah, you're curious. You're like, oh, yeah. you're, you're here often. We need to. Talk. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like I, I thought Swayze was a was a crazed super fan for for a minute um, because, <laughs> and I, he is, well, but he's also. I didn't I didn't see him up there as an artist like yeah. ever. Every show I was at, he was just front row, had the VIP ticket, yeah. always had his vest on. Yeah, yeah. And the, like, the, the the jolly old vest. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I was like, man, this guy's like a just a super fan. Yeah. He, like I'm not gonna lie, I was like, dude, this guy is probably homeschooled. Yeah. Um, well, I I, I I didn't think the same thing, but I low key did. I'm like, dang, I see him at all these shows. Yeah. Like, and he's like a, but I knew he did music, but in my head, I'm like, oh, he's just like a fan that does music. Yeah. But then obviously that changed because he's super dope. Yeah. And so I saw, and once I got to know him, I was like, you're the dude that's been at all of these shows. But yep. I mean, that's how I've made some of my my best like friends and connections at shows like that. Is yeah. You know, like. Marcellus, I I messaged him on Instagram, asked him for advice on being a shooter, but then I saw him at a show like a week later. Yeah. Um, so it's all about seeing these people, and just kind of making those connections. And yeah. that that's something that I tell people all the time is uh, like the connections are so important because a mistake yeah. I made the first few shows was uh, you know shows at Vinyl, I would uh, I'd go down in the green room, I wouldn't know anybody, I'd know like one person, and I'd stick to that one person, and that's it. Yeah. And I sat there. One one night in the green room, talked to talked to Marcellus the whole night, and then didn't talk to anybody else. And I was like, man, like there are people in that room that like valuable connections, dope people that I didn't even speak to. Yeah. Um, and I uh, I don't know. That's a point that I always try and bring to people is like, you know what? Let's say you go to college and you're like, yo, I'm I'm going to college for the connections or whatever. If you spend your whole four years not talking to anybody. That, like, those you, connections don't exist. Those yeah. connections don't. And so, like, that's something I tell people is like, you know what? You, it's all about what you do with that. I was like, you can put me in a room at a concert, and I could make just as many valuable connections in one night as I probably could in a semester of college or something like. That. It's yep. all about how you handle that. Yeah. Um, I didn't. I didn't go to college just for fact. Nice. We don't need college around here. <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so uh, out, outside of the rap, the rap stuff, let's talk about some of like the other stuff that you've done. So you've been um, gaming you've been... for a while. Tell us about that. No. 
it's like, I have a Twitch and stuff. I was like, yeah, follow me on Twitch, guys. That's my real money maker. <laughs> that's, that's not real. Bro, subscribe, Twitch Prime. Yeah. Um, but no, so you do all kinds of avenues. I feel like a lot of DJs I see, it's like they do rap and that's it. Some of them even step into other genres, but yeah. I mean, you've done some like rap stuff. I mean, I think you've even worked with pop artists. You've done stand up comedy all yeah. the way to arena shows with dude perfect which like yeah every time i'll, I'll tell somebody i'll be like yeah yeah my my homie he's the, the dj for dude perfect they're like how does how do yeah, they have I, a... I get the same reactions yeah. when i tell people the same <laughs> like thing. how how do they have a dj like what they're like what do they need a dj for it's <laughs> like huh, let me show you <laughs> uh but yeah so what's it like in those different industries um it is different it is different um Especially with comedy and, and Dude Perfect and stuff like that. Um, different crowds, different people. Um, some of them are, they're, they're often similar, but also very different. Yeah. So similar in, you know, Dude Perfect, they're like, they're Christians. They don't, they're, they're, not, they're, not, they're not like a Christian thing, mm -hmm. but they are Christians. They live in Texas. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? The whole good American vibe. You know good what I'm saying? Boys. Yeah, no, legit. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And then John Chris at the time was like super Christian comedy, like mm -hmm. homeschool, rural America. Like, right. so they're alike in a sense when it, come, when it comes to like crowds yeah. and stuff like that. Cause most likely the same people that like John Chris also like do perfect yeah. or some, something, some out of that. But, um, it was very, it was, it was dope. It was, it was dope because it expanded the way that I saw music and events and also, it, it, it just kind of made me more me. Like, it, it made mm -hmm. me, like, hunker down on a lot of stuff for myself. Because um, I had, like, a, I had, like, actually, like, a struggle with doing John Chris stuff because I would do hip-hop and, like, kind of, like, pop top 100 stuff. Yeah. Because that's, like, like that's, like, uh, oh, they, they call that in the DJ world an open format, like, open format DJing, which mm -hmm. is, like, not just hip hop, but it's like everything, mm -hmm. and I could do that. I do that at weddings, mm -hmm. but doing it for people like that, it was very difficult because when I would play hip hop, I would get the weird stares and how could you play this in the church after I just played Taylor Swift and Ariana Grande in the weekend? <laughs> everybody, that's fine, mm -hmm. but the mm -hmm. minute I play hip hop, it's like, why would you play this in church? Like, what's wrong with you? Devil I'm like, music, yo, bro. the weekend was just talking about snorting cocaine right. and kissing mad girls. And you were fine with that, but I play hip hop, and all you 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 hear like an eight oh eight and a beat. All of a sudden, it's like, yo, why would you? That, no, that's not the place for that. Yeah, come on, bro. We 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 know why that is. We know, we know, you know, racism. Uh, but <laughs> but through but through that though, it it really taught me how to be nuanced in those spaces mm -hmm. and with the music as well. Yeah, because. I would, I kid you not, I think the first tour I did with John Chris, I, I did, I totaled three tours with him. The first one, I think after every show, there'd be a complaint about the music. Yeah. And I wasn't even playing nothing crazy. Like, I wasn't like, it wasn't like, oh, hey, man, you're, you're pushing the line. Like, nah, I would just play like top 100 stuff you hear on the radio, like yeah. Just yeah. stuff, and I would blend it really good. And people were just not with it. Yeah. That's well, wild. That's, uh, that's one of my biggest things that I get all the time yeah. uh, from because I've worked in various different ministries of all sorts of denominations over the years doing what I do. Yeah. And when uh, when I tell them that I feel like hip-hop, Christian hip-hop, that's like my ministry area that I'm called to, like the first thing that I always get is, what? Why? Yeah. Like, yeah. how could you? How, how could that minister? Yep. Like, the amount of times I've gotten the, 
I don't know how something like that could minister mm-hmm. to somebody. And I'm like, well, it's it's like do you, you feel like, like there's kind of been more of a shift towards that? Like that's always existed in, in some yeah. form. But I feel like it's become even more prevalent. Like I remember when like, like Lecrae was doing like rebel yeah. or like rehab, like he was like the homeschool family's like, like the go to stuff, right? The go-to, yeah. Is like, yeah, we don't like hip hop, but we love Lecrae. Yeah. But I feel like even that has kind of been like, Re- more rejected now. So yeah, do you because, feel like that's growing? And if so, why? Because that's be- because you it, they the rebel. I'm over here trying to get my thoughts. So like the rebel in that era, right? Mm. They rock with him. But once he started talking about like real stuff that was affecting him, people mm. were like, "He sold out. He's mm. industry. Yeah. He doesn't love the Lord. Mm. He doesn't." And it's like, why? Because he's just he's not quoting scripture mm. in every mm. song. Yeah, and yeah. I think that's growing because I think. I think it has a lot to do with the state of what America's in right now, the nation, mm-hmm. and you know what I'm saying, like how much division there already is. Right. And I think that a lot of people are more for what they're against than what they're for. Yeah. So mm. people are very much like, I don't like this, I don't agree with this more than Looking for something common. Mm. I don't. Common to, like, I don't have to. to win. You just have to lose. Yes, cool. exactly. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't have to win, but we're all gonna lose. Yeah. Like you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Like it's mm. it's it sucks, but it, it 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 has grown like that, and that's how it was when I was DJing for John Chris and stuff like that too. Mm. And and even uh, uh, it, it was a lot better with Dude Perfect because it was like very much like there was no pressure for Christian. It was just like yo, this is family stuff. Like let's yeah, just kind of yeah. keep it top 40 kind of vibes like mm-hmm. just keep yeah. the vibes up because the thing is is you're a dj like they're 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 hiring you so you don't have they don't have to figure that out you figure that out right? yeah and you have to have confidence in that you know what i'm mm-hmm. saying because a lot of people would be like hey like is this cool like can I it's like nah like they they didn't hire you for that they they hired you to know if that's good mm-hmm. so you yeah. got to kind of know what to play and what not to play look at the crowd and be like okay like can i let me, let me see if I put this in and see what, like, you know what I'm saying? Stuff mm-hmm. like that. Because I remember one time we were in, I think, Seattle. We were in Seattle mm. and for the Do Perfect tour. And this is when Astroworld just happened, the whole tragedy at Astroworld. Mm-hmm. I, played a, I played a remix of Goosebumps. Mm-hmm. Like, but it, but it, but it, it really wasn't to, like, be a jerk. It was like, oh, nah, this blends really well with what I just played. Yeah, yeah. We just play it. So I played it and... I had like two or three people come up to me after the show and they were like, why would you play that? Like, did you not hear what happened? Like, and I'm like, mm. I mean, I feel you, mm. but what does that have to do with me playing the music? Like, right. is, is that disrespectful to play the music? Like, uh, it's very insensitive. And I'm just like, why though? Like, mm. explain to me like what, what was the bad thing that I did by playing the music? Yeah. Well, you affirmed that. I'm, how? I just played the music. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it, it's, it's very... It's very weird in the in the in the non secular realms of like Christianity slash like just believers in general when yeah. when playing music in those like spaces because it it, it gets hard, bro. You know what I'm saying? Because people listen to like the fish or whatever. Like what, like what's the big one hundred four point seven? Yeah, the fish. Yeah, it's like, like like whatever the big radio is. People listen yeah. to that and stuff like that, and they're just like, if it's not that, then you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, because for example, people won't listen to Social Club ever. But mm-hmm. if Social Club is featured on like a Sadie Robertson song, oh yeah, oh they love, oh I love this, and it's like oh but this is their song, I hate it, and it's yeah, like facts, we we know why, we yeah. know, we know, yeah. Um, so on that a little bit, I think that's something 
interesting to talk about is I uh I was I was raised you know I was raised around here you know I was <laughs> it was it was rough. Um, and I'm laughing because around here is very <laughs> sketchy. I'm not going. Oh yeah. No, okay. Let me phrase. So yeah, um, I was raised, you know, old, good old Southern Baptist. The whole thing. You 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 know how you know how it is. Darn tootin'. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, but no. So I was, you know, I was very much raised, and not specifically by my my parents, but just yeah. like the people, culture, people around the culture of you know. There's certain issues that you just don't talk about, you know, things like, things like political issues that are addressed in hip hop and stuff like that. It's like, oh, he's gone off the deep end now yeah. and stuff like that. And so, something I, you know, I always was kind of raised thinking that. And then the more I'll sit here and the, you know, people in the youth group will be like, oh, well, Lecrae's just gone off the deep end because he said this thing. And yeah. then I'll go listen to the song. I'll be like, what did okay, he say? Okay, okay but yeah. he, he kind of spitting. Like he's not. The point he made was not. Republican, Democratic. It was just like facts biblically. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what's our what's our issue with it? The fact that it's yep. not ragingly conservative yeah. or ragingly, you know, Democrat, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like he would just kind of spit facts. And the second that like any social issue, I feel like anything besides like the the K Love radio topics. The K Love, that's the radio yeah, station. K-Love. The whole like any, positive, encouraging K Love. <laughs> anything besides the I. I was a wreck. I found Jesus, and now my life is perfect. Yeah. Anything outside of that realm mm-hmm. is, is whack. They don't mm-hmm. want to hear it. Like yeah. even um, who was? I think it might have been Social Club. I heard had some issues with their label because they wanted to talk about how somebody had like used to deal drugs or something like that, and they wanted to talk about that in the song, and they were like, "No, you got to keep it nice and polished off." And, yeah, and like that's like that's so whack. Like, that's part of your testimony. Like yeah, I don't know. And that that's where I have an issue with it, where it's like. Yeah. Okay. I have an issue. I, I I would have an issue too if somebody came on a on a you know Christian song you know because that in itself is a whole thing. Yeah. Um. But and then just push some crazy agenda that's just a personal agenda and then kind of tried to put the Bible behind it. But like, nah. Most of these guys, almost all the ones that I hear are just pushing what's in the Bible. Yeah. Like, Legit. KB specifically, he he pushes a lot of stuff that is just. K- I almost think KB is a preacher that raps. Facts. Facts. No, he is, and, and he I say would, that in like a good way. He would yeah. say that too. He would definitely yeah. say that. He would yeah. agree with you. He's crazy. And, and so I mean, I remember a time a few years ago when um, he was dropping a lot of like the Spanish music and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. And like there were people that were like, oh, we can, we gotta watch him. You know, he might might be making some, trying to make some statements. I'm like, statements about. What's in the Bible here? Like, yeah, uh, and it's, that, that it's, it's cultural. Me. It's culture, bro. Uh, it's and culture. The, the older I've gotten, and the more I've kind of gotten more into the music industry, more in the city, and things like that, I, I actually see how it truly is. I see. Yep. And it's. Uh, it's not the bubble. You yeah, know? yeah. Once you're out of the bubble, you can actually see how it really is, which has been really, really good to have multiple perspectives on it and see how it really is. Yeah. Uh, it. I. I. Whenever people grow up in in that in that bubble. I get it because it's like middle America, non-city, very like linear thinking, like, and everything is okay. No, everything is perfect. Like, mm-hmm. um, if it's if, if anything outside of uh, Jesus worship music and church, it's not, I don't want to hear it. Or like, mm-hmm. and that's just not reality. That's just not the reality we live in. I think a lot of people want to protect their kids from stuff like that which mm-hmm. i think is stupid because then when your kids grow up then 
they're yeah. uncultured and they don't know anything and they think that those but, shallow thinkers. You know, yeah, no, legit. Yeah, I mean, and I, I sympathize. It's probably tough trying to figure out how to parent a human being, right? But like, if you go completely sheltered for mm. your kid, what I, I've seen happen is that they bounce the opposite way. That's hundred percent. Right. Like they go completely as soon as they come into contact with any of those things you were trying to protect them from. It's like why? Why didn't you show first. me this before? And then they right. go headfirst into it. You got it. Yeah, you got to. Practice how you play. All, all my friends that have gotten into drugs, you know, gotten into all kinds of just whack situations or mm-hmm. in a on kind of like a bad path in life. None of them were raised, hey, you can do whatever you want. Yeah. Which I feel like a lot of parents think, oh, if I let my kid would do what they want, that's how they're going to end up. No, Sometimes. every everybody that I've seen that, and I'm not saying this is always how it is, but all the people that I've seen that are super out there nowadays were raised stricter than I was. Yeah. Which is... Now they believe in stones and <laughs> zodiacs. What's your star sign, bro? <laughs> yeah. Everything. Um, uh, Mercury and Gatorades and... <laughs> all that stuff. That's... Mercury and Gatorades. Is that's wild. what they all believe. Yeah, I mean, bro, it... That's what... Because I tell my girlfriend this all the time. Like, yo, like, when we have kids, I'm, I'm going to keep it, like, just real and raw with them. I don't feel mm. like I have to protect mm. them from much. I don't think we have to protect as much as we have to inform. Yeah, I think facts. if people are informed, we don't need to protect them from stuff. Because mm-hmm. if you know about it, then you're good. Because it's like, oh, like, um, I don't want my kid to be around X, Y, Z. So mm-hmm. they're not going to. And it's like, nah, teach your kid what these things are and right. why you should stay away from them. Facts. Instead yeah. of, like, trying to hide them from it. And then when they experience it, it's like. Why did my parents never tell me about this? And they either indulge in it or they're afraid of it or mm. they're just not in a in a place to like interact with it in a healthy way. You like mm. like you feel me? Like I, I know I, I you that's gotta why I don't, train them. Yeah, to be exactly, in the real exactly. World. And the Bible says right. that like train train a kid up in the way that they should, that they right. should go. Yeah, yeah. Because I I think a lot of people are like because I know some people that are like uh, I don't let my kids watch TV. I don't like they only watch what like. We approve, and I get that. I'm not telling nobody how to raise their kids. You do what yeah. you want, but when I have my kids, I'm gonna expose my kids to everything, and they're gonna know everything. So when stuff hits the fan, they know what's up. I don't ever yeah. want them to be in a situation where they feel like this is unknown territory or this is something I've never experienced. My parents never told me about it. Now I gotta kind of fend for myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I will do everything in my power to make sure my kids know what life is and what is in life and what things are going down and then you can mm. make your own decisions from there well yeah. and i feel like it's like almost natural human like course of action when you're super sheltered for some from something to go towards it so like just a super niche like example here i growing up like wasn't allowed to watch spongebob that was the thing they were like all right don't watch you know, SpongeBob. spongebob is so funny and that's why don't yeah. childhood is <laughs> and colored and gray <laughs> <laughs> but no i like uh, like and so anytime I would go to anybody's house, I'd be like, Yo, yeah. yo, 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 man, you got that SpongeBob? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but like no. this is like, hey man, you, hey man, you got that, you got that SpongeBob? <laughs> but no, the second I was like at my grandparents' house, I'd run right in there to the TV, t- turn on Cartoon Network or something. Nickelodeon. Like um, and so I would be like right there, and so I feel like that's you know a very weird niche example of just how we kind of are you know if yeah. you keep keep your kid away from uh say like marijuana for example you don't yeah. want your kid to kid to smoke weed you sit there and shelter them from it like even shut down conversations about even healthy conversations about yeah that's what, I'm, that's what i'm saying and the mm-hmm. second that you're not in the room and the second that they're around that they're gonna be like 
right. No, no, legit. It's a, but that's why you have to inform. Like, yeah, right. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, for example, like, this is going to be super, super crazy. So forgive me for bringing this up. Bro, like, pornography and stuff mm. like that. Like, the reason why people get addicted to it and they hide it is because their their parents never told them about it. All they told them was like, yo, no, like stay away mm. from this. No explanation, no reason why, no nothing. It was just like, this is either, depending on how you grew up, this is only for adults or you shouldn't look at this or whatever, whatever. And it's yeah. like, kids get curious. Like mm. kids get super curious. Like yeah. I was exposed to that drama when I was like eight, bro. Cause you know, my dad had a little DVDs and joints. Cause why? Cause I was curious. I was specifically mm. looking for stuff mm. that yeah. I was told to stay away from. Yep. And it's like, if my dad was like, yo, this is what it is. You shouldn't look at this because these, this, like, these are the effects of it. Yeah. This is what it yeah. leads down. Like right. stuff like that. If you explain, like, if you just have that one or two difficult conversations, mm. I think that can save your kid. Oh, dude, for from sure. like so much stuff. Cause it's like now people are like addicted to it because it's like, or they hide it or whatever, whatever. Because it's like they were they were shamed into it. Right. Yeah. Like you know what I'm saying, mm. and it's like stuff like that is what I'm saying. Like if you inform your children, yeah. and talk about stuff, and just have an open dialogue, and try to really teach them and inform them instead of try to protect them from stuff. That's and, and by protect, I mean like to like sh shelter them away from or avoid those things. I think it's it's not as helpful as it would be to sit down and have those difficult conversations. Well, and it's hard yeah. because you have to keep having those conversations younger and younger too. Yeah, no, legit. Yeah, you know and I mean? they, they also have to be, they have to be regular as well. It, 100%. it can't be a, I mentioned this to them when they were eight and then they're good for life. No, yeah. yeah no, it's no, got to no. be a, a topic of conversation. 100%. And I mean, one more, one more thing I'll kind of step into before we kind of try, try and wrap up here. But mm. I think something wild is in the church, yeah, that's such a a thing you don't very talk taboo, about. Yeah. So very taboo. Yeah. That's something I was looking for when I because I just recently started going to a new church in the last year, yeah. and so one of the big things I was looking for is a church that doesn't sweep things under the rug, mm -hmm. church that doesn't avoid those topics. So yep. normally it's uh, you know, they'll talk about all these deep, deep topics in the, in the sermon, whatever, whatever, and they'll be like. Yeah, and so we want to stay away from this, this, and this because it's really bad, and here are all the effects. And then you know, sex, drugs, and pornography. All right, cool. And yeah, like, it's, it's like, like yeah. they get it, they say it to get their points, mm -hmm. and then they move on. Yeah. And I was like, I've never once in the church seen somebody dive deep into this as to why this is a problem or whatever. Yeah. Every time it's uh it's discussed, even if it gets discussed at camps and things like that, it's like a it's a twenty minute convo. Yeah. At max. Yeah. And then. You don't talk about it the whole rest of the time. Well, yeah. and you have um, to be as vague as you can about yep. it. Like mm -hmm. I even because I grew up in that. Like it's hard for me sometimes to make myself say the words like yep. pornography or masturbation. Yeah, yeah. Because nah. it's like you just didn't even say the words. Nah. Yeah, for sure. I think yeah. we have to take the take that that off of those conversations. Like the not shame isn't the word. I don't think you were shameful of saying those words. It was just like ah. Yeah. Oh, I don't want, like, if yeah. I say it, then the kids are going to go looking for it. And it's like, even if you don't say it, they're going to look for it. Yeah, for so sure. you might as well just say it and get get the elephant out the room and make it a, a make it a, a, not a point, but make it a commonality. So then there's no, there's not ever any shame or mm -hmm. like, I feel weird talking about yeah. that. And like, shame and guilt are not the same thing. Not like, at all. It's good to feel guilty when you've yeah. done something bad. Yeah, but shame like, is like, that's not, that's literally not of God yeah. at all. Point yeah. Point yeah. And, and another thing, too, that, like I was saying, I was looking for that in a church. I was looking for a church that would talk about that stuff. And so we'd visited a few churches, hadn't really rocked with any of them. A lot of them were a little too, um, 
prim and proper. <laughs> no, a little too, a little too Baptisty. You know, old tradition like Baptisty. B- yeah, like, look, some of them were just straight up like misogynistic, and I was like, I right, not, nah, I, I ain't about spell, this spell, spell misogynistic. No, I was, home- <laughs> I was homeschooled, bro. Uh, <laughs> Dalton hasn't done school since he hit double digits. <laughs> All right, listen, <laughs> but no, and that's so the second time I've said it on the he, podcast, and it won't be the last. He graduated high school at eleven. But no, so when I was looking for that church, I was like, I want this to be a church that doesn't avoid those things. And the yeah. first Sunday I visited this church, I sit down, and the pastor goes up there for announcements within five minutes of us being in the building. And he goes, yeah, and over the next four weeks, we're covering individual weeks focusing on depression, pornography, addiction, and and things like And I was like, whole, I was like we're talking whole like hour-long sermons every week on these topics? I was like... Love I've it. never heard that. Sign and me I, up. I literally, as soon as I, as soon as I heard that, I was like, "This is a wild thing to get like excited about." But yeah. like, I think when you create a culture of hiding stuff, and by hiding stuff, I mean not welcoming difficult conversation, mm, yeah. avoiding difficult conversation, yeah. avoiding difficult topics, or not wanting to speak about certain things, then you create an environment where things are to be hidden and things mm. are to be not spoken about, like different things like that. And then you just create this weird culture of like. I'm only Christian on Sundays kind of situation where it's like, I, I every, think holiness starts with transparency and honesty. Mm, and you can't together, do that. Struggle together. Yeah, like if, mm. if you can't do that if you're not able to even have somewhat of a difficult conversation. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, Or only address things when like stuff hit the fan and you actually have to address it instead of helping people walk through stuff like that or, or whatever. Like, bro, I seen somebody... Um, I seen somebody get fired from a church... Because they got a girl pregnant. Like, they were working at that church for, like, 10 years. And, you know what I'm saying? Whatever the push comes to shove, they they confess, like, hey, like, I, I got this girl pregnant. Their first reaction, yo, you can't work here no more. We got to get you off stage. All, like, you know, I, not, not you can't come to the church, but basically, like, you got to go. Like, no, no one gets fired from a church and still goes there. Yeah, like, it's like, yo, like, why? But that happens because it's like, for the... That happens and people get tortured because now that that person was honest with you, mm. your first reaction was mm. discipline. Like, and I'm not saying that, yo, they should have been like, oh my God, yeah, bro, good. No, I'm not saying that. Yeah. But I'm saying the reaction should have been a little bit different. Let's walk yeah. through this together. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Because what happened. Conversation should have been had. Exactly. Because yeah. what happened was like, oh, word. Yeah, nah. Like yeah. you and, stay over there. Yeah. And, and we'll and have like, our situation. Depending on what the situation was, how it was handled, et cetera, I'm. I, I don't even necessarily know that, you know, it may have still ended in them stepping down from a position or something, yeah. but it's all about how it's handled. That shouldn't have been first reaction, you yeah. know, something Legit. like that. that there's conversations to be had, you know, hey, you you can stay on in this what, position, whatever, but you have to acknowledge these things. You have to maybe, yeah. you know, go to go to some kind of a class, some yep. kind of a, you know, work on this with yeah. us. Yeah. Or like not even that, like, hey... Be, because of that, you know what I mean? Like, like you fell. We all fall. Yeah. There, there will be disciplinary action, but we're gonna walk through this with yeah, you. Yeah, for sure. And we're not like we don't. We're not mad at you. We don't hate you. We don't. What What it felt like was like, oh, like we don't like you no more. We're mm. not gonna be here. Like this is not. We gotta protect the image. Yep. Of the church uh, and of mm. the stage. Mm. We can't have. We can't like. If anybody asks you, don't say anything. Yep. Type of thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it, it, yeah, it was like 
Like, it was crazy. But stuff like that is what I'm saying, like, to create a culture of vulnerability, honesty, yeah. and welcoming difficult conversations and difficult yeah. situations. And so, so I'm, a, I'm a small group leader, and so one of my guys, he, uh, he came up to me because our, our youth pastor announced that we're starting a series in a few weeks on, uh, on those tough topics. In, in Depression, the yeah! <laughs> <laughs> um, and so he, he walks up to me, and he's like, He's like, man, he's like, I think I'm just gonna like take a break from from church. I'm not gonna come come to church for a minute. I was like, why? And he's why? like, because uh, they're talking about all the stuff that I'm dealing with. No, <laughs> he's, like, he's like, and I mean, my guys are really young. He's like, I don't know. It's just gonna be weird. They're gonna be talking about sex at church, and that's gonna be young. And I was like, who, who uh, do you want to have a sex talk with a yeah. stranger on a on a chat room? Yeah, I exactly. I was like, I was like, we gotta, um, you know, you gotta have those conversations. He was like, but why? And I was like, because. If you don't have this conversation, the second you're faced with the temptation, when you're, you know, and you're, in and you're, and you're not equipped, grade, and you're not yeah. equipped to handle it. The first time that temptation comes around you, when you're, a, you know, a freshman in high school or something, and you see that it's gonna be panic, and then act off of that panic rather than like, I'm educated, I know what's going on, I yeah, know what yeah. the Bible says about yeah, this. I'm good, I'm good. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm, I'm good. Like, and, yeah. and so by the end of that conversation, he was like. Kind of like he's kind of on board. He was like, "Okay." He's like, "I see what." He's like, "Yeah, okay. This might not be that bad." Yeah, because because I, I think a lot of people grew up with fear, like yeah. like the fear tactic yep. of you don't want to have sex, you're gonna have kids, you're gonna get AIDS. Like you know what I'm saying? Like no, but like really crazy. Like we want to make you scared of this, mm-hmm. yeah. so you don't right. do it, mm. and that never ever ever worked. Because I'm gonna give you an example. I know some married people who were like, you know, like. That like purity period where it was like, yo, you don't have sex till you're married. You know what right. I'm saying? Or like, or like yo, right. sex is bad. Or like, you know what I'm saying? Like that whole yeah. narrative. They got married and they didn't have sex for like three years after being married. That's Cause, that cause, is cause crazy. One of the Because one of the people was like psyched out. Like, yo, like, can I do... Like sex is bad. Like, yeah. but I'm saying like if, if it's not... If you're not taught well... Could not be me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to get married for a reason. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, not what I said. Not what I said. He implied it. He implied not it. Not implied. <laughs> Overly read into. Oh man. Oh um, man. But yeah, yeah, fear fear shouldn't be the backbone of teaching That's or facts. information. It should never be fearful because yeah. it does help in the sense of the only help it does is it keeps people away, but then when they experience it, they freak out. Like it's like yeah. a crazy reaction. Like it was like yeah. I, I, I'd rather be informed than fearful. That's, you know that's what I'm facts. saying? Because it's like, if I was scared, like, if I'm scared of sex, and then I have sex, I'm a freak out, because I this is not supposed to be done. Oh, my God. Yeah. And internal turmoil, as opposed to, dang, I just did this. I know what this is. I know the consequences. I know. Yeah. Okay, well, you know, let's just try to, like, take a few steps back, readjust, and try to avoid this stuff, and then whatever. Yeah. yeah. Educated stuff, not for as sure. opposed to uninformed fear tactics. Well, this episode sure. really went off the walls. And so. I, I'm not mad at all. I came into this saying, all right, we're going to talk about the music industry. And I'm not mad it went yeah, this way. Music industry. <laughs> music industry. <laughs> but not. Lots of great conversations. If our podcast wasn't rated PG-13 before, it definitely is now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, no, these are great things that I, I wanted to, to tackle at, at some point. And... Uh, I honestly was a. Uh, I didn't expect to to tackle those issues. With you. I expected to talk about like 
like music, but I'm not mad at it at all because this is a great conversation, and uh, we'll definitely be having you back for another episode very mm-hmm. soon. Let's do it. Literally, like ten minutes from now. <laughs> it's gonna be hey, like gonna it's you... gonna be like three weeks in actuality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I might like change my hoodie and stuff. Yeah, hey yeah, guys, yeah, thanks no, for having for me sure. back. For shout out, shout out, distribution. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so um, real, real quick, uh, a wrapping up tradition that we have here on the podcast i'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna hand it over yes. to charles yeah charles go taking crazy. it taking it a little king bit charles of, king a charles bit, um, listen a little bit on the goofy side but the, the 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 flannel king come on king charles take, take it away so we like to ask our guests a, a certain question okay all right so listen it, it may be the most important question you ever get in oh your my goodness life. If, it's, if it's coke or pepsi i'm gonna flip this table <laughs> <laughs> um that is a possible answer so if you could make any substance, it doesn't even have to be a physical substance, but if you can make any substance flow in a continuous, never-ending stream out of your belly button, <laughs> hey, yo, what? What would it be and why? Bro, out of my belly button? Like, like so clarify, so- solid liquid or gas, anything. Or even a non-physical thing, yeah. you know? I've heard people say Wi-Fi. You can't say that now because I just gave that to you, but... But wouldn't they get cancer if it's flowing out of your body? That's like, a, does Wi-Fi give cancer? <laughs> Yo, five G, man, five G gives you like, <laughs> gives that's, you cancer, that's a whole bro. nother episode. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's no, save that for Rogan. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yo, um, couple dang. clarify. Whatever you pick, it's gonna be the best stuff. If you pick money, it's hundred dollar bills, which I don't recommend because you will destroy the economy. <laughs> So uh, many crazy implications for what no, I No, for sure. You can slow it down. You can speed it up. But you will That's never so compl- crazy. Pause, never bro. Pause. That's so nuts. Um, do dang, I don't, I don't really know, bro. Like you said, solid, liquid, or gas. I'm just like... It can be non-physical. It can be... I like to say music. I, w- I want a soundtrack over my life. In your belly button? Absolutely. <laughs> Fam, that's crazy. It stinks and it has music? It's nuts. I can't do that. I think if, we're t- if I'm talking logically... Like, I had to choose. It would be, like, Febreze okay. aromatics <laughs> out I of see. my belly button. One, one of my answers once was air because, you know, you can slow it down. So just a light little breeze on your shirt. Yeah. Like, that's not it, that bad. You, you're never going to be warm. I mean. Mm. Under your blankets, it's going to do nothing. That's true. You're right. I never let someone have, like, a this won't change my life answer. Whatever answer you pick, I, it will I change want my life. belly button to be like a diffuser, you know? I just want it to have <laughs> Bro, nice oils? aromatics coming <laughs> I, out. I, so I always smell good, no matter what. I know it said it's continuous, but for that, I would be interested in it being a motion sensor. <laughs> so <laughs> someone walks by you. It's <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, as long as I put clothes on and it doesn't like damp my clothes yeah. or like, of course make, it'll damp your clothes. No, no, see, no, we're not, we're not, we're not in reality. Then. I don't, I don't want to. <laughs> you can wear. Crop I don't want to play this game. You can no wear more. crop tops. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I would do. I, w- I would do a diffuser or something like that. All that, right. That would be. That sounds great. The belly button is such a crazy question. Though. <laughs> yeah, um, man. Yeah. It, the belly button is always what gets people. All right. I think that's a wrap. That Yeah, that brings us to a close on this episode of uh, Nerds of the Creative Podcast. You can check in the description below to sure, catch all of our social medias. Uh, at the time of recording this episode, uh, Bodega Deluxe drops in, what, two days? Yes, sir. Uh, Which means this, it's been out for like two weeks Yeah, at it's least. been out for like two or three weeks. So Go get it. Listen <laughs> now. The link will yeah. be down below. Um, so, you know. Go, go tap in with Michael. Thank you for listening to Nerds of the Creative Podcast, the only podcast with less green than a sumo wrestler's diet. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs>